Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Lios enchim anyevu. Greetings, everyone. May the Creator bless you all, and welcome to my podcast, the Good Do E Medicine Podcast. I'll be your host, Pete Rodriguez. Welcome to episode number eight here at the Good To E Medicine podcast. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already so you won't miss any episodes. A couple of topics I wanted to uh, talk about and touch on on this episode number eight was e, the food festival that just happened um, yesterday on the 17th. And the second topic, the wellness conference that we attended today on the 18th, this Thursday, the uh, wellness conference put on by the health department here at the uh, Yaki tribe. And lastly, coming all together, all these two topics and three topics about health and wellness and the food festival is an idea I've had for quite a long time. Actually, when I started my health and wellness journey, I decided to do a lot of healthy cooking for myself. I became a vegetarian at first, and then I became vegan. And I decided back then, I came up with an idea that we needed a somewhere to uh, um, get recipes and ideas for people like me that are going through... Not going through, but, you know, making a healthier choice. And especially if you're native, like me, Yaki, or indigenous person, there isn't a lot of resources. Actually, when I started about three years ago, there wasn't. But now I see a lot more recipes online, different, you know, people cooking indigenous foods. It's a lot accessible. You can see it on Instagram, Facebook. There's uh, several. You can follow hashtags like... uh, Food Sovereignty, Hashtag Indigenous Foods, Hashtag Indigenous Kitchen, things like that. And you can find a lot of recipes that are healthy, indigenous, and native to our cultures. And about three years ago, well, I'll start with the story. About three years ago, you know, I was just a the regular, normal guy. I would uh, eat a lot of red meat. I would love to cook out. I would cook out almost every other day. I ate a lot of red meat, a lot of chicken, a lot of ribs, pork. I ate the bacon. I ate the sausage. I ate all of those things. They were good. But also back then, I didn't realize that they were really bad for you as well. One day on August 1st, actually, I know the day because it was a life-changing experience for me, I was hit with a very acute gout attack and if anyone knows what that is it's a very painful form of arthritis and it hit me right in my foot that's the main place where the gout uh, flares if you have one it's going to act up in your joints and it's especially acts up right on your foot it usually normally happens right in your foot area and it is painful it is one of the most painful feelings i've ever had experience in my life. 
I couldn't walk for several days. I was literally in a wheelchair, bound to a wheelchair. I couldn't walk. I couldn't put any weight on my foot. It was so painful. And back then, I had no idea what gout was. I had no idea what gout was. So I went to the doctor after I could walk. Actually, I had to borrow some crutches from my sister just to be able to get up and walk to the car and get to the doctor. And I told the doctor, I thought I had sprained my foot or I had, you know, messed up. It was a weekend as well. So there was no doctors. I almost went to the urgent care emergency, but I held out through the weekend and I went on Monday and on crutches. I thought I had severely sprained my foot because I have flat feet. So my feet are super flat. They're like two by fours. So I thought I had severely, I had walked too much or I had done exercise too much and it was, you know, hurting my foot. I had no idea what gout was and it was swollen. It was red. I couldn't even touch it. I couldn't, it was the most painful experience ever. And after that, well, to make the long story short, I went to the doctor. I had no idea. I gave, I gave him all my symptoms. I thought I had sprained it. I thought I had tore a muscle or something. And he goes, have you ever heard about gout? And I'm like, no, I've never heard of gout in my life. And he started explaining to me it's one of the bone, most painful forms of arthritis. And it was brought on mainly, um, he calls it the King's disease. That's what um, he referred to as well. And it was it was called that because um, a lot of the kings lived, you know, on indulging themselves in food and alcohol and wine anytime they wanted to. So they indulged in that. And a lot of the kings, they, they develop gout. And it's caused by the buildup of purines in your blood system and that's brought on by red meat and alcohol and yes I would indulge in a lot of meat and a lot of red meat and cookouts and also I love to cook out so I would also indulge in alcohol so I was drinking at the same time so those two things the doctor says do you eat meat do you do drink alcohol and I said yes to both and he goes well Those are contributing to your gout. That's why you got a gout attack. And it's a severe one. So I went through the whole process of getting my blood checked. I went through all the uh, blood tests. And he said, yes, on a a scale of 1 through 10, your purine levels, which brings on gout. I don't want to get too technical. I don't know a lot of technical terms. But it was the purine levels that caused the gout. It's like glass like little crystals that form inside your joints and it's very very painful and he says my purine levels at that time on a scale of 1 to 10 they were like an 8.9 they were very very high and it also leads to many other complications like uh, pre-diabetes or diabetes so one of the things I did I said doctor please I do not want to feel this pain again ever it's the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. I never want to feel this pain. I never want to be on crutches again. I never want to be on a wheelchair. I want to be able to walk normally. I don't want to go through this again. He says, well, first thing you have to do is give up meat. And not completely. 
He says, there's medications out there. And I said, I do not want to take any medications. Then he suggested, well, then you have to give up red meat. It's the main culprit. And alcohol, especially beer, because it's fermented. It has yeast in it. And yeast is very, very bad for gout sufferers. So I said, it's done. I'm done. So on that day, August 1st, 2016, I gave up meat, cold turkey, no more, no more red meat, no more chicken, and no more fish. So I became vegetarian that day. And the beer as well, I gave it up, cold turkey, no more. So that's just a little story of how I started my health and wellness journey. Of course, I started exercising after that regularly because I decided you need a, sometimes you need that life-changing experience or moment to do those, to go to take it, um, not to the next level, but make that change you need to make in your life. And that was my experience. That's my story. And from then, from there on forward, there was no more meat, you know, meat, vegetarian, vegan. Then I changed vegan. Um, maybe going on two years now, I gave up all animal products and beer. I gave it up. I would drink occasionally. I would have my wine. The doctor said red wine would be fine. So I was like, yay. Okay. I can drink red wine. So I was drinking red wine. As time went on, I would overindulge on wine as well. So I finally gave that up completely. So I've been sober, um, alcohol free over a year now and completely vegan as well for two years. So that's a little bit of my background on my health and uh, wellness journey and how I got to this point I'm at now. And that's what this podcast is about, health and wellness, trying to uh, make people aware about their, you know, their health and uh, trying to create healthy choices. The doctors did say that, you know, it's, it's, it's a condition, especially with the native tribe, the Yaki tribes and other native tribes, the, uh, the high rate of diabetes obesity it's just the american culture you know you can run down to here on down the road here on valencia here in tucson and there's like 20 fast food restaurants they just opened in ihop they're just opening a dutch brothers other fast food restaurants but you go down the same street and you won't find any healthy choices um you won't find any health food stores you won't find any organic uh let's say like a Sprouts or a Trader Joe's, you won't find any of those places to eat. It's not accessible. So it creates that environment where you're, it's easy to go buy a $5 pizza, you know, and, or easier to go down the 99 cent menu and eat those 99 cent burgers or tacos, which are so bad for you. I don't want to sound too preachy, but I did want to share my personal journey of my health and why I changed and gave up all of that and became vegan and also sober. So I don't, there's no alcohol or no animal products in my life. So that brings me to the food festival. We just had a food festival this Wednesday and I was invited. Actually, we had one, we have one every year. There's at least two. There's one in the summer that just passed and there's going to be one in the fall. And I always like to participate because part of my I guess journey and trying to raise awareness is is trying to introduce these native foods to not only the Yaki tribe but other native tribes and indigenous people out there that listen to the podcast. So 
this year I was invited as well and I asked Annabelle, she's one of the persons there that work at Language and Culture here in Tucson, and she asked me, as in previous years, if I could share one of our one of my recipes or you know be part of the the um, food festival. And I said yes, you know, of course, I'm gonna share something. But I do admit I was not prepared to be a guest speaker on this one it was my fault and i didn't, i felt like i didn't do a really good job so next time i'll be better prepared to do a guest speaking spot i was prepared to cook and the previous um food festival i did some um barum tacos or quelites it's a verdolaga tacos those, those came out really really well and that demonstration came out really well and this one the food festival that just passed the theme was nopales or navum in our language. And that one, we had a lot of nopales. We had a nopal, for example, the dishes that they made that day, a nopalito uh, salad that was made up by some of the youth. We had nopalito with red chili. We had nopalito type of uh, like a relleno, like a chili relleno, but there was nopales instead. With cheese in the middle, those were roasted over the grill by one of our, one of the staff there at the um, language and culture, and also we had. Um, I did a recipe. Actually, I googled it. I wanted to try something different. I found a recipe on online on one of my Tucson sites that I visit for some native indigenous recipes, and I found one for some um, nopal tacos. There's a lot out there, so I wanted to to do a little bit different one. I marinated it with a um, with vinegar, balsamic vinegar, and I added some peppers, oregano, and a little bit of salt. And I did that mixture and I marinated the, the nopales before I grilled them. And then we grilled them on the grill. I'll have the recipe I posted online on our Facebook page. And I really love looking at our Facebook page and the, um, I just shared the recipe today Let's see on our main Facebook page, Yaki Community News. And let's see it. So far, it's getting good uh, reception. It came out really good. The, it was really busy. I did a lot of cooking and prepping that day. On um, the previous food festival, I did all the prepping. That's probably why I wasn't so prepared with the, with the speaking, guest speaking portion of it. Because I did a lot of the prep work. All of the prep work that day. And I just worked a full day of work. But again, it's no excuses. But I'll be prepared better next time for a presentation. But I shared the grilled nopal navum tacos on our Yaki Community News page. And so far it sounds good. It's reached uh, about 300 people. It's been shared like five times. I love going over our Facebook comments and page. I love being on here. And I also shared it on Instagram, some pictures on there. And it's gotten a good reaction it's been like like almost 200 times um some reactions by tucson guide magazine wow thanks for checking it out um they said it looks so yummy another reaction was mm, nopalitos and verdolagas and someone said those nopales and chilies exclamation point you're making me hungry let's see oh rollies of tucson shout out to rollies of tucson they said next time let me know about something like that they want to be part of it wow he's he's a he's a tribal member also he has a 
uh, a little restaurant in town called Rolly's. Very popular here in South Tucson on South Twelfth uh, Avenue. Or is it Sixth? Twelfth Avenue here in Tucson. But uh, he's also a tribal member, entrepreneur. Made his own uh, little taco place, Rolly's of Tucson. He's also running for Iron Chef of Tucson. So that would be awesome if he could come and uh, be part of our our Indigenous Food Festival next time. Maybe make a. He said he would he would be all in. I said uh, I told him to make a, a, a taco called El Yaki Special or something. I'm sure it would be very popular. But anyways, going back to the food festival, uh, I shared some pictures. I shared the recipe. I'll see if I can share it on the notes on this podcast episode as well. The nopales, I grilled them. I sliced them into stri- um, strips at the food festival. And then I grilled a bunch of red peppers and also grilled some green onions. And those were the fillings for the tacos. So we had the uh, guests come in, make their own tacos and surprisingly i didn't have time to even make a taco or even taste my own taco so i was hoping someone uh posted a picture or gave me some feedback but um when i came out the second time to check out the group they were all gone i'm guessing they were a hit so i'm very happy for that so so be on the lookout for the food festival coming up in the fall so hopefully i'll be part of that as well and hopefully they'll want me back and i'll this time i'm gonna make sure I'm prepared to be uh, speaking about whatever I'm going to be making that day. So hopefully I do want to make some vegan wakabaki. So be on the lookout for that. The second topic I want to talk about was the uh, wellness conference that we attended today. The Pascuayaki tribe put on this huge wellness conference at the uh, the Casino del Sol here, the conference center. It was I was pretty amazed. It was really put together very well, very well. I've been to a lot of conferences in um, here in Tucson and just got back from Washington, uh, D.C. for a conference. And this one was put together very well. I really enjoyed the the, the speakers, the opening, the, the tribal council coming in and speaking. I like the posting of the color by our veterans. It was very well done. It was done in the conference rooms. They had healthy food, uh, fruits, oatmeal. For breakfast, I really enjoyed that. The conference went well. They had a really nice schedule. They had breakout sessions about health and wellness, of course, not only for uh, your body like uh, fitness. They had a couple of things going on on breakout session and workshops, but they also had a healthy mind. Alternative medicine did a workshop as well, and I attended that one. It was really well put on by uh, Dr. Uh, Renteria and Dr. Kraus and the, the chiropractor that works there at the Alternative Med. They put on a really good um, workshop or seminar breakout session about alternative medicine, how they're using that and combining it with the culture of the Yaki and the, and the natives. So I, I really like their presentation. Okay, going back to the Wellness Conference 2019, gathering of Yaki Voices for Wellness. That was the main title of the conference. And like I said, it was really, really put on really well. I really enjoyed the conference. 
The only thing that I would probably change and maybe a little bit of advice or input was to put out the agenda of the guest speakers and maybe the workshops maybe a week ahead of time that we could plan accordingly, you know, well, at this block at 11 o'clock to 11.45, I can only attend, you know, this conference, I mean, this workshop. If you have a meeting to attend, you can come back at the afternoon and you can schedule your time accordingly. That's the only thing I would uh, maybe recommend for the next wellness conference. Just, just That's just me, you know, because I'm having a bunch of meetings and things to attend to. Or if someone that doesn't live on a reservation or here in Tucson, maybe they can make a uh, take a day off. We had another comment on another social media page. And I do listen to all the comments and read all the comments you on our social media pages or Instagram. Or if you uh, send me a message, direct message me, I do read. I go through them all. I get a lot, so I go through them all. And also comments about the podcast. Whether they're positive, you know, negative or constructive, I read them all. And we had one that, uh, that the... Uh, the conference was not, the flyer was not put out timely, but um, I did put out the flyer maybe a week ago. The only thing that wasn't put out was the agenda, the workshops and things. So that was my only, you know, little input that if they could put that out um, ahead of time, I could put it out on my Instagram or Facebook page, you know, the community news page and people can plan their their day accordingly, you know, to the conference, or if they're not even in town or in the area, and they can make a whole day out of attending the conference, but they need to see that agenda ahead of time. That way they can plan their day in the morning or in the afternoon, whatever they can attend, and, you know, mark off the times and the workshops they're interested in. That way they can spend a full day here at the conference. That's my only little input and little, um, a suggestion if anyone's listening that uh, put together the conference other than that it was an amazing conference the food was delicious it had vegetarian and vegan options they had red chili con carne which I passed on but I heard it was really good but I had everything else the rice and the beans and the salad everything was delicious and healthy the last topic, so good job, guys, on the Wellness Conference 2019. Well done. Kudos to everyone that put that together. And I'm looking forward to next year's conference and also this fall, the Indigenous Food Festival, hopefully coming up this fall. And let's see. Lastly, I wanted to talk about the cookbook. I put a little teaser out there on Facebook when I shared my recipe and also at the food conference, I shared a the recipe about the Navum tacos. I'll share it. Well, you can see it on social media. It's on our Facebook page and I'll share it on our Instagram page, uh, Yaki Strong. And it's called Grilled Navum, Navum Tacos. And up on the, let me click it here, up on the upper corner, it says, it says the Yoeme Kitchen Cookbook. Just a little teaser that there's a cookbook coming so like like I say when I started the health my health journey and I told you a little story about how everything started with me I was thinking you know this could be a the cookbook idea there is a cookbook out there called the Hiyaki Kitchens that was created with the uh, health department here in the PYT diabetes program many many years ago 
and I believe we could uh, possibly collaborate and maybe use some of those recipes in that cookbook and update them or make them vegetarian vegan friendly you know and use some of those recipes and use some of the new recipes that I'm um, developing or sharing here on social media or maybe even get contributions from um, other people in town other cooks other chefs maybe they can contribute and we can make a, a cookbook and I can put that together I'm still thinking about the name UMA kitchen cookbook Yaki kitchens cookbook indigenous Yaki and Digi Kitchen. I don't know, just some ideas I'm putting out there, but definitely that's one of my long-term goals to do a type of uh, cookbook, uh, indigenous food, Yaki food cookbook. Just put that out there because this is a health and wellness um, podcast, so I want to get that out there. And that's one of the reasons I always end the podcast with health is wealth. And I, I definitely, that's why I end my podcast with health is wealth. And don't forget health is wealth because it is. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. You could have every, all the money in the world, you all the possessions, all the material things, you know, that's out there. And it won't mean anything if you don't have your health with you, you know. And I found that the hard way when about 2000, about three years ago, 2016, when I was hit with that terrible, terrible, terrible attack, God attack. So. That's all for now. I did want to say another shout out to, let's see, Lydia. She gave me a shout out. She's, uh, you can follow her on Twitter as One Native Soil Nerd. She was at the Indigenous Food Festival and uh, she gave me a shout out on Twitter. Let's see, what did she put down? Uh, Delicious tasting from the UMA Yaki Indigenous Food Festival this evening. I appreciate the recipe shared by... Five Star Pro DJ, that's on my Yaki Twitter handle. Now, you can just look up Yaki Vegan. I'll sh- I should show up there and look forward to the UMA cookbook in the future. So, thank you for that shout out on Twitter. It looks like a, that's a very popular post. And she's very popular on Twitter, so I encourage you to follow her on Twitter. One native soil nerd. She's a Yaki... Uh, PhD candidate here at the U of A. So I'm hoping to get her on a podcast soon. So I'm trying to convince her to to uh, uh, do a podcast with me, an episode. Before I end, thank you again, Lydia, for that shout out. It looks like a really good um, post. I think you got, let's see, wow, 75 likes for that post of the Indigenous Food Festival. So thank you, thank you, thank you again, Choco Tessia. And that's it for the podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Also, we have a lot of um, guests. We have about three or four um, guests lined up. Really, really, really good. You're going to really like the guests lined up coming soon. So stay tuned for that. And also, we'll have a podcast on our trip that we took to the Loma de Bakum at Rio Yaki. I recorded a lot of stories, a lot of audio. A lot of different things. That one's taking a little bit longer to uh, put together. But that one will be coming out soon as well. So thank you very much for listening and tuning in and subscribing. And again, Choco Tessia. And don't forget, health is wealth.